I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, gang. How's everyone doing? Okay, if you guys are new, I'm Michelle. How are you? Welcome to Awakenings. Awakenings with Michelle Mache. I am trying to figure out the chat is working. They they were trying to say it was my fault, but they up they uplate, upgraded the chat. So if you want to listen in the chat, you can. Um, if you want to listen via um, phone, that's great too. Three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. Three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on your keypad. Um, I was trying to put the chat in a separate window, but that messed things up. I'll have to, I'll have to fiddle with it later, 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 later. Okay, gang. Remember, press one on your keypad if you have a question, a comment, you want to share something, or maybe you want a reading. Oh my God, so much happening all at once. Just going to do a little bit of uh, beginning stuff. Uh, talk a little bit about connecting the dots. And uh, get to callers. Again, 347-539-5122. Make sure you press 1 on your keypad. Sometimes people are waiting, 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 and then I get the email. I waited 45 minutes. Um, Also, if some reason you don't get your question asked, you don't get on air, then just call back next week. Because sometimes we get a lot of uh, people in the queue and I'm t- trying to take a little bit longer with people to answer their questions. So just be patient. We will get to you, okay? And I'm going to put that number, 347-539-5122. And press 1 in the, on your keypad. That's the call-in number. And then, you, yes, you can ask questions in the chat also. So I want to remind everyone, please, 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 especially those of you that have been listening for so long to this podcast, and I get your amazing emails and DMs and comments on my IG and YouTube, it would really be helpful if you would go to Apple Podcasts and give a great five stars and a a review, an appreciation comment. Um, But the stars help. Again, that just helps people connect more and find us. And also on YouTube, we're migrating the archives over, you know, past podcast episodes um, and current ones over on YouTube. So Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast, if you would subscribe there, that would be a great way to show support and to help out. And also subscribing to my YouTube channel, Soul Insights and Tarot. 
uh, with Michelle Mache. I try to put my name in everything because I know a lot of people know me from this platform or working with me personally, and it just makes it easier to find stuff. And people just say, oh, you can just Google it, and then you can know. But anyway, that would really help. And then also to connect with me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram for more soul answer. I'm doing at least two posts a week, tuning in, doing mini readings, uh, doing some mini deep dives into spiritualism, metaphysics, metaphysical principles, principles on universal laws, esotericism, spiritualism, uh, the occult, meditation, just all the stuff that I do. Dreams, you can ask me questions and I will do a, um, maybe I'll do that and ask me anything. Yeah, like I did, um, if you're seeing 10-10, 10-10-10, or 11-11, or 1-11, I did a post on that on Instagram, what that means. And then I did one on if you're seeing 3-3-3 or 5-5-5. And then somebody requested for me to do on 12 or 12-12, which I do have on my blog. So also what I'm doing with these posts, because there's a lot of different meaning, you know, and you only have a minute 30, a minute to a minute 30. What I'm doing is also tuning into the collective, like what does the collective, like the people that are going to be connecting with me on Instagram, what do they need to hear? What do they need to see? So really in a way I'm tapping in the same way that I do on my pick of cards on YouTube with my posting now. I'm tapping into the collective that I'm connecting with, the soul group that I'm connecting with. And you guys, I'm having so much fun with this. And part of the reason I'm doing this is because we are really coming into this accelerated time, time shift, where we're moving a lot more into timing. And I've really been talking a lot about this on Patreon. If you want a deeper dive into metaphysics and spiritualism, the esoteric, the occult, plus you get a peek of of what I do behind the scenes in my life to keep grounded and somewhat sane. <laughs> Being a little crazy is good. Crazy with love. Crazy with life. Um, the best way, there's three tiers. There's three tiers. But the, the second tier, for only $25, you get all these video content of me uploading. You get a focus for the week, focus for the month. Um, you get esoteric information, metaphysical information to integrate in your life. You get information to help you, you know, in your healing, your empowerment, uh, spiritual integration and soul alignment. Then also if you get the Soul Path Journey or Tier, and that's, you know, I I know I sound salesy right now. I don't mean to do that, but just to kind of – the difference between the middle tier and the, the higher tier is that we meet once a month with the Soul Path Journeyer. We meet once a month. We do deep dives. We do readings. People share what's working, how their life is changing and transforming, what they're manifesting, what they're creating. We do meditation. We do If we need to do inner work or clearing work or hypnotherapy or dream therapy, it's really like the time where I go, hey, guys, this is your time. And we have so much fun. It's supposed to be only an hour Salon, Metaphysics and Spiritualism Salon, but a lot of times, you know, those of you that do my workshops know that I'm notorious for going over. Um, Yeah, sometimes we're in there an hour and a half, two hours. Yay, people coming in the chat. Good to see everyone again. I miss the chat. Okay, so anyway, that's 
I just want to let people know these are some of the ways that you can connect more with me. People sometimes are asking or they sign up and they go, oh, I want to do the, you know, the, the, the meetup, the workshops. And I really do try to keep it affordable because, to me, this is very affordable. I know people have financial challenges, you know, but for me, keeping it that, it's not like it's 100 a month or you have to do this for 395 Even my workshops, I try to keep everything affordable but a good exchange uh, as well just because I'd rather have people have the information and integrate it. And I know there's a lot of scammies, you know, little scammers out there, people that have just awaken, you know, oh, I woke five, I, I had my awakening five years ago. and No, I'm putting years and years of not only schooling, training, you know, working with other mentors and teachers, my own therapy, you know, the life experience that I've had, the clinical training and experience into that. And it's something I love doing, and I learn a lot. The people that come in this the Soul Path Patreon, you know, Soul Path Journeyer Patreon, are just some of the most dialed-in people that I have met. It's just I feel it's an honor to really to be able to connect with them. Anyway, gang, this is all about connecting. You're starting to get the dots, and I want to help people. How do you understand if you're creating from the ego, from the soul? How are you connecting the dots? Who are the connectors that are being sent to you? Are you a connector? Because this, we're moving into this phase of being more and more and more a creator being. So you're going to start seeing more dismantling and dissolving, not just externally through businesses and outer structures, but in your own life. Because it's the soul call. It's time to live a life that is much more rewarding and fulfilling. So you want to prepare you know, it's like I do that as a metaphysician, as a, you know, channeling information, as a trance channel, a conscious channel. I do that as an astrologer. I look at the astrology, my personal astrology, the numerology, and I go, okay, you better prepare. Like I knew last year, I'm like, oh, my God, Saturn's going to be in my sixth house, which I was glad. If it can bring health challenges or things to the bones, uh, you know, like Saturn and Capricorn, and I'm like, okay, so what can I do to fortify myself? How can I take better care? How can I rest more? I have all these great ideas. I need to put structure. But I was so in Neptunian phase with, with the Neptune transit I've been in. So for me now, I'm understanding, okay, I have to ground things now. I have to put structure in, new structures. So this is the positive way, the life-enhancing way, the life-affirming way, the proactive way to use your tools. And I, I mean, a lot of times, even with my clients, I will say, you just have to use the tools. You're learning the tools with me. You're clearing patterns. And I know sometimes it's hard to do individually. It's easier for me to do because I teach it and I live it. But guys, that used to be a luxury. You're going to have to start living your tools, what you know. You're going to have to start going, oh, I learned this. Let me try this. Let me do this. Let me do that rather than waiting for outside circumstances to change. Minnie's in the house. Okay, gang, the chat is so much better. So obviously they were doing some kind of upgrade, and that's why the chat wasn't working, but it's somehow better. Um, okay, so let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. Uh, a lot of people listening by phone, if you happen to have a question, a comment, you want to share something, or you want a reading, 
please press 1 on your keypad. I know I sound like a broken record. What is it, a 78 record? Do I sound like a, a rerunning MP3? I guess that's the thing, looped, a looped MP3. Um, but I say it over and over because I do get, again, I get the messages that people wait online, they step away from the phone, and they don't hear me say, you're on air. Hello. Hello, Michelle. How's it going? I'm doing great. Who is this? Hi, um, my name is Christine. Hi, Christine. Yes. Okay. Um, I just had a question about oh, good. Um, on the track of career and that kind of affects finances. Um, I just feel like I've been experiencing a lot of setbacks on the career end, which has kind of brought my finances yeah. to it shows that a very uncomfortable a of- point. Yeah, and I know that's affecting everyone. Um, well, no, it shows that particularly in you. Let's see why. Why is Christine yeah. setbacks? Or what's... Usually it's a redirection. Oh, that's right. I thought so, a redirection of energy. Okay, I'm going to play with my Astro Dice right now. So I'm throwing the dice, and I got Uranus and Aries in the first house. So there's something you need to do to free yourself up or get another mindset. Um, see, a lot of times our outer change, most of the times our outer change happens because we have an inner change, right? Consciousness yeah. it changes. So sometimes we want something to change or happen, but we haven't quite changed the consciousness yet. And I know that sounds, you know, kind of woo-woo, but I do feel as we get more and more into this new paradigm, people are really going to see how that works. Here's an example. You're looking for a car, and you you have an idea of what car you want. Now you start seeing that car everywhere because it's in your consciousness. So I, right. what I tell people, like when you want change, start going doing different things. You know, move your furniture around, clear some stuff, go, but literally, drive home differently, take a different route home differently, from work or whatever you're doing. Go to a different store. If you always go to the same, whatever you know, market, go to a different a different one. So that that change that okay that releases or loosens what we call these aka points that we get. Like a groove, when you play something over and over, or like, you know, like our, our shoes on our feet or the tire tread on a car, they're like, oh, well, you drive this way, so this is why the tire tread is wearing this way. You know, you're up right. in the mountain, so, right? And the same with our shoe. Oh, you walk this way. So we really, if you want to make change, you have to start changing the, the pattern, the groove that you've got going from walking in the same steps. And that's what it's showing here in your reading. Interesting. I feel so like you're kind of stuck. You're kind. Well, you feel like. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like I've been trying to do that in a lot of different ways. Like even the last job that I had, I took because it was a it was something very different than what I would normally take. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt at the time that it was that me doing things differently would lead me a different result, and then I ended up getting laid off of that job due to the the but recession. see, that's the outer. And then, okay. So consciousness, too. So it's not okay. that you're not doing, okay, this is what's interesting, because patterning takes a while. It's repetition. And that's yeah. actually one of the things for manifesting, is thinking about it over and over, visualizing it over and over. 
So it, it doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing or you haven't been doing the right thing, but it, it, you need to do more of it or, or, and or longer. Okay. So sometimes we think, okay, if I, do, if I think this way differently or I, I take this new job, but something hasn't, because it's showing it has to do something with you, you personally. Let's see, what else can help Christine to shift this energy and draw it in a better career, a better job? You're getting Uranus. What's going on with you personally? What's going on with you personally? Yeah, is there anything with relationship or people? What pattern? It's a oh, I mean, I just got engaged yesterday. <laughs> so that's really okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, I I don't know. I still feel very social. I think with the way my finances have been, it's been making me want to retreat a little bit more. But I'm still trying to get out there. Um, well, you don't have to be I've so. You don't have to get to, out there. It's just walking. You've gone back to it's something about freeing yourself up. Do you do you go over give to other people? Yeah, and I and that's I've been it. trying, and I think that's what I've been frustrated with. Like I feel like yeah. I'm always doing that, and I feel like I don't get like because, okay. So that's what it is, Christine. Yeah, because it's something. Yeah. See, so it doesn't matter. It's like if you put on. Um, it's funny because years ago when I was modeling, I remember I worked with this photographer that had worked, he worked with a lot of celebrities and they, they always had, they had to have the best clothes in, you know, Chanel, this and that. And he'd worked with this old time actress. Some people may know, Sophia Loren. And he said, oh, she, cause I, there was a bunch of clothes in there from the, some design, some store, I think it was Neiman Marcus. And the yeah. stylist had come in and bought thousands and thousands, you know, of dollars of clothing and because she's wow. her thing was it, yeah she's like and i'm like oh why is all this he goes oh i just shot her and da, 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 da. And he's like yeah she was because she can't she has to wear the clothing to feel and i thought Ooh. to myself well, that's, right i was like snap i was like well what the hell is that about it's a consciousness i you know i was thinking that to myself i didn't tell him anything but but that's what we have to remember because sometimes we do the outer, but there's something that we're doing that, I mean, to put it in like a everyday colloquialism, sabotage. So if I, yeah. like I have to watch sometimes giving a lot, over giving or over helping, or I see people really need something. And I've had to learn like, okay, I have to shift that like unless they're, it's not tit for tat, but unless there's more even exchange of that help, you need to pull your energy back for yourself. So where you want to go and what you want to do, you need you need to do that. Because what okay. that's why you're attracting what you're attracting is because your mindset and you're aware of it. You're like, okay, I'm keep over. I'm definitely aware of it. That's, that was like a major lesson. I just finished my Saturn return. And that was oh, amazing. that'll teach it to um, you. Yes. Yeah, my Saturn is in Aquarius, and I am and I am an Aquarius. So, I um and that was a major like that kept coming up over the last couple of years. For sure. Do you know what house? What um, house is your your oh, Saturn or your Sun? I I can tell you in one second, actually. Okay, find that out because that's going to show where the greatest changes, and we're going to have Pluto um, going Saturn, into Aquarius. Mm-hmm. My Saturn's in Aquarius in the second house. Oh, that's money, resources. Mm. Second house, and that's what I had rolled. 
with the dice was wow. what was it Uranus? It was yeah, I rolled Uranus and Aries, second house. So freeing up financially, but also the second house has to do with seeing ourselves as a resource, as valuable, our worth, our self-worth also. Second and fifth house yeah. actually was self-worth. So as you're seeing yourself more worthy of your time, your energy, your focus, you take this, just a little bit of energy from overdoing for other people, that's going to open up that abundance portal for you because it really is a portal that we have but we sometimes close. It's like a hatch. We're like in a submarine. Yeah. And we close, we, a lot of times we, we close the hatch or we, it's half open. So, yeah, so look for – and then the second house, there may be other things that you want to do financially to free up. So you may be looking at a different type of business. That's what I mean, and that's, I think that's what's also tripping me up because there's so many different things that I want to do that I get overwhelmed on what to focus on first or I try and do things at the same time and – yeah. So you I'm really not, need I, what I, I was I talking about is what I've been posting. Yeah, what you really need, and everybody heads up, because um, I get like this too. But I, because I have a lot of first, I have a lot of things. Especially, I get a lot of ideas and messages from the spiritual hierarchy and the guides. So I want to do that. I want to do it quickly. Let's do this yeah. evil. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, oh my god, it takes time. And then you got to coordinate with people, and that takes more time. And so, first of all, write down all the things that you want to do, all the ideas, and why, where you see it going. And then what you need okay. to start doing is you, is you put that to the side and you, you go out. It has to be something unstructured. You could be jogging. You could be walking. You could be taking a drive and kind of think of the list. And the, whatever comes up in your mind, that's what has the most juice. Or mm. if somebody brings... Or if somebody brings something up for you. Let's say you're thinking of opening a, a, a flower shop or something. And then you kind of think of that, and then let's say a week or two later you're talking, you bump into somebody, and they're like, yeah, I've been trying to find cool flowers. It's so hard to find them. And you're like, okay, there's a sign. See, right. So we have to – so we, we can open up to get the signs, to get the confirmations, but the, that's going to happen in that – flow state in that in that zone when we're not thinking so that's what okay. i would suggest because i think there's something new coming in for you that's going to free you up more and it's going to be perhaps more exciting more fun and yeah. so that's why these other things aren't working out see we're moving more and more into a phase where the constructed ego is not going to be able to manifest, is not going to be able to create. Now, that's not everybody in the world, but a lot. If you're listening to this show, you're you're getting you're getting more and more soul aligned, attuned to your heart. That's just what it is. You're in the soul alignment, so the soul is starting to become more potent and take over that animating energy of the ego. So even though so it's 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 responding from less of how we think or think would work to what really is forming for us and we're stepping mm. into so it's a, yeah so yeah. it's a much different way of living yeah and then really quick where was your where where's your um your son aquarius yeah but do you know what house oh um the second house oh the second where was your saturn oh they're both in the saturn they're and both sun in the second 
Oh, so that's and a double. Mercury okay. is in Aquarius in the second house. I don't. Yeah, a lot of second house. Oh, you have a stellium. You have a stellium in Aquarius. Okay, so for you, this is pivotal. You know, because it's also that that um, Uranus is in Taurus for I think next twenty years or so, right? And so, and then we got Pluto going into Aquarius for. So yep. that's going to be squaring. <laughs> And then the North Node right now, okay, right now it's just bringing awareness. It's a square. It's a, it, squares bring, it's itchy. Well, oppositions bring yeah. awareness, but squares bring the awareness that I have to do something, and you have to do okay. some kind of action. So that's kind of in a simple way what's, what's happening. But that second house and eighth house is going to be very highlighted for you. So I would really read up on that. And okay open up to um, help or support from other people. Maybe it's getting a loan or GoFundMe or a, a other resource that can support you with what you want to do or a big idea that you have coming in. But you're going to be working a lot with your self-worth, confidence, and finance, you know, money, yeah. resources, yeah, for a while. But it could be fun. It could be in a good way you're in a position where you can actually generate more income for you and even multiple sources of income if you get out of your lower-level thinking mind and get into the higher mind, the divine mind. And the way to do that is what I suggested to you. Okay. okay. Christine, call it's back. Get, do this for – yeah, you, you get it? You feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do a bit of this and definitely keep us posted. Call back. Let me know how you're doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, next uh, tune-in has has for you. Yes, I will. Thank you so much. This has put a lot in perspective for me, as always. You oh, always good, do. Good. Oh, Thank you so much. Christy. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. You too. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Zara. Um, Zara? Yeah. Hi, Zara. Yes. Hi. Hi. I've spoken to you before uh, regarding my condo that I'm trying to sell. So um, uh-huh. recently, last week, um, I had this family come in and, like, uh, they came in three times and um, uh, on different occasions, and they seem to like it. I'm wondering if you see it going through. Will they make an offer? or? Okay, get the family... Is it a younger family? It is, it is. and I yeah. think she said yeah, her parents would be helping. Family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're looking at two. Is your place kind of high up? Yeah, it's on a high floor. Okay. Yeah, it's high. Okay. Not getting a solid yet. I definitely get it's a family, which I think I've told you that before. And I definitely feel that um, this one is looking at two places. So what do they think? What is this particular family? What's the first name or the name of the couple? Uh, Erica. Do you need the husband too? Let me just connect in if you connected more to her energy. Yeah. Okay, so they're not the only ones making the decision. There's somebody else that's helping them. 
So whether it's the parents or the mom, okay, that's the thing. Because they're looking at the idea of resale, the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's why why the the woman's energy was stronger uh, for you Mm -hmm. and then for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it could be – I feel like they want – did they have you come down? Because I feel like they want a, a price reduction. Didn't even ask. Didn't even make an offer. So we're not even negotiating. How do we know what like? Oh, um, okay. Well, maybe that's it. The yeah. mother's saying that's too much, or I don't want to spend that much, or you should, should try to find something uh, different. It's gonna go. I feel. You know. I don't know. I keep feeling between now and I don't know May or so. It, it's definitely gonna go. But I, I definitely feel that it's there may be a price reduction. Um, we already made one. Yeah, so okay. I was like hoping to at least make an offer. Um, we just did lower the price a few weeks ago. Um, oh, you did. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they may come back with an offer. I feel it's going to be lower, and it does show that there's a lot to do with the other person, the mother. So it's I don't know if she saw it, or she has to come back and look at it. Um, and I guess because they haven't put the offer in, the energy isn't as strong. That doesn't mean they're not going to, but it just feels kind of, you know, I don't know, in, out. It doesn't feel real strong. Definitely the shows they're talking about it, and they're talking about it to this one particular person, which you said was the mother. That Let's see, how does the mother feel about it? Oh, well, she kind of... Did the mother not see it? Was that you or that me? You guys hear me in the chat? I don't hear Zara anymore. Let's see. Do you, Can hear, you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, now I do. Can you hear me? Now I do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was me. I accidentally pressed oh, okay. you. But, um, oh, okay. I'm like, um, okay. Okay. We're yeah. never going to. <laughs> we never my 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 ear was leaning on the mute button by accident. Um, yeah, no, she the mom did see it. The mom loved it. Then she then um, the, the daughter came in as well. She loved it. Then the last time the husband came as well, and they all love it. I mean, it's so like we were like waiting for an offer, and so far it's yeah. come. But no, well, maybe like at least put in an offer. I would just take a couple breaths and do something else because I, mm-hmm. I definitely see them talking about it. I'm not mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not going to be them that buys it. I'm just at this moment I'm seeing it more as mm-hmm. talking back and forth. I see there's another mm-hmm. place that isn't as mm-hmm. high up whatever that means. It may be more ground floor. I think they're probably uh, yeah, it's a lower floor then. They won't get the, a lower floor. Yeah. Is there another place mm-hmm. that they're looking at in your in your building I'm, or something? I'm sure. Um that's open. Not in our building, probably somewhere else. Um, okay. No. Okay. Uh, so that's the thing. Like you know, um, they I do have nice views, <laughs> so a lot of people want to be on a higher floor for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. they seem to love it, uh, Michelle, and I was just like, okay, at least make an offer. You know, negotiate. I get have. it. Like, right. I know. Mm-hmm. Right. You're yeah. like you say you love it. Yeah, it's just the thing is, they, I, it's, I, I see them all talking. So there might be different points and people want different things. So I would just give it some time, think about it, see the offer coming, and then just let it go. 
and open mm-hmm. the space for other people. Because I do see an offer, and I feel it's going to be a family, a young family. It just I'm, I can't mm-hmm. for sure say them. I'm not getting a strong lead that, yes, it's them. I, I, I get some wiggling okay. back and forth, you know. Uh-huh. And it may oh, be, do they want to be up high with, they, do I want to be up high with views or do I want to be lower with a garden? You know, what it, you know whatever. That, that, uh-huh. That's what I feel yeah. is kind of the thing. Uh-huh. All right, Zara, keep us posted. Okay. Big hug. Okay. Thank, thank you so much. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Owen. Hey, Owen. Hi. Hi, it's been a little, been a little while. <laughs> I know, um, right? Yeah, I listen. I still listen every week, though. <laughs> okay, um, cool, cool, cool. So I have a just a kind of a different kind of question than I usually ask. I uh, was sorting through all of my journals uh, maybe a month or two ago, and I realized that a journal that I had last year, it was just it's a small little journal uh, from like December twenty. 21 to um, like May of this past year. I can't find it anywhere. It has a little Victorian rose on it. It's just a small little paper journal. Very and small, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just wondering if you – is it lost? Like I can't find it anywhere. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Oh, and you have mountains around you? Um, well, I not right now. I live in a little city, but I do go back and forth to my oh, okay. where I grew up. Are you in a foothill? You're in a flat, but you don't have mountains behind you? Uh, not where I am right now, but I do. Okay. I mean, I've brought, my, I've brought that journal back to the mountains. So, okay, I'm wondering if it's yeah. there. The first thing when I'm tuning That's, in, I yeah. get mountains. Then I get a foothills, flat land. I get a little market or little store and a bike. That makes sense. Or there's okay. bicycles on the side of the store. Okay. I, I do like know that you the last had it, it, you had it in transit. I feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a backpack or something. It's. I feel like mm-hmm. it, it. It's. I feel you're gonna find it, but I feel like it's. If it's small, it fell out. Yeah, I see, it's, like, it's shirts small. crammed in. So it may have fallen out. Um, I don't know if it's where you are now. I'm not I'm not picking that up. Okay. No, this is a so quick, kind of a quick read. When's the last time you saw it? I know that the last time I had it for sure was, uh, like, this past summer. Um, but I, yeah, I can't say for sure. And where were you? Uh, um, I don't know if I, I think I, I think I probably brought it back home with me just to, you know, look to at, the mountain. uh, back to the mountains, but I, that's what I, I feel. I, I, I keep feeling think. the mountains. Is that your family okay. home? It could be, it could be yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. It could be there. Okay. Yeah, without me overthinking it, visually, that's the first thing that I got was the mountains and, like, okay. stuff crammed in, a bunch of, like, backpack, you know, just stuff being okay. um, crammed in there. So you don't feel like it's, like, like it's lost I'm or, not, like, I threw it away or something? 
I don't feel you threw it away, no. Yeah, okay. Alrighty. Now, cool. I well, think I will, next if, time if it's home, your family, I'll... maybe they even put it aside to you for you or put it in a drawer. Um, or if you unpack. Now, did you look under the bed? I did. I feel like I looked everywhere, honestly. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's so. I don't know. I would say there. I, I, I definitely feel it's either packing or unpacking. And I saw mountains, and okay. um, I saw like different kinds of shirts and t-shirts being crammed in. Um, okay. Some kind of backpack or knapsack, something duffel bag, backpack, okay. something not a not a suitcase type thing. Probably more backpack, I feel. So whatever you had in okay. there, it could even be if you use that for a day trip. It could even been with that. But all I get okay. to is that you were rushing. You were rushing to leave, rushing to get out of there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, I will. I bet uh, you find it up there. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm so. I'm just like that feeling of like, oh my god, those are like my thoughts and my lyrics and my, you know, I'll, and it's, you know, it was only it's like six months. Well, worth, that's why so, I feel backpack. You might take it when you're writing or something, but I don't. Yeah. I feel like it was crammed in. Maybe it was a sweater or something or jacket, but I feel it was crammed in with clothes. Okay. Okay. But if you want it, if you want to have it. One thing that I do is I, like, just really get comfortable and kind of relaxed, and I feel the mm-hmm. thing, and I, I connect back into the cord, the energetic cord for me to that thing, and I just say, it doesn't want to be lost from me. It doesn't want to, me to lose it. It doesn't want to lose me, you know? And then, right. because that cord, I don't know if you heard me share this story that happened. I was actually up in the mountains, and... um I was using a friend of mine's uh, SUV, which I ended up now taking over, but she was coming back into town, and I said, oh, I just want to top up the gas. Even though there was enough gas, I thought, oh, I want to top it up more. And I did something. I had her little dogs. You've probably seen them in my pick-a-card readings, little monkey and Dorje, and I put Mm -hmm. them in the car. And I never do that. I can tell you I did this one time, maybe when I was 16, 17 years old. I've never done it since. I put my keys, which are attached to a little, um, like little change purse, I put it on top of the car, on top of the SUV, went winding down the mountain, go to get gas, and the dog alerted me. Dorje's like staring weird at my purse. And I looked at it and I went, oh my God, the keys are not in there, are they, Dorje? It's because these cars, oh. if I would have shut the door with no keys, I wouldn't have been able to get back in. Right, right. So I drove all the way back up the hill, up the well, hill, mountain, all the mountain, 20, 25 minutes, drove all the way back, looked for the keys, looked down ravines, and then I just stopped. I pulled over, and I relaxed, and I said, this is not my energy, which it wasn't. It was somebody else's energy coming in. And I said, this does not want to be gone from me. Because I've had this little pochette, it's called a Louis Vuitton pochette, it's a little change purse and keys. It has just my credit cards and enough cash and my keys. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I go back down the mountain, slow, 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 and I see halfway down, before I get to PCH, I see the red 
because it's red, to the side of the road. It hadn't even been smashed. Uh, wow. that I feeling, did, it's a two-lane oh. mountain road, two-lane mountain oh road. So I, I knew if I drove all the way down to the, to the bottom of the mountain, I'd never find where they were again, right? Right. So I drive slowly. No one's coming on the, you know, it's only two lanes. I do a quick Yui. I pull off to like a little inlet, you know, where you let people pass. And then I walk, and people are beeping at me. They're thinking, who's this crazy person walking? And I'm like, I didn't care. I was like, you don't know what I've been through. (laughs) I got the keys. I went and got the keys, and I'm like, oh, my God, okay. And Uh, it was like, but, yeah, so I do feel you'll find find it. I do feel you will. Okay. You know, because it doesn't doesn't want to be separate from you. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I was like, I can't imagine that that I would have lost it or, you know, so, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, I, and I'll let you know. I'll I'll let you know when I find it. <laughs> okay. Cool, Owen. Take care. Awesome. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hello. Ciao, Michelle. It's Zoe. Hey, ciao, ciao, Zoe. Hi. Okay. Uh, nice to hear your voice. So, I'm uh, coming you still there? today because I'm... Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. No, are you still at can your you place? So I, I'm still at my place. What has happened is, um, so today or yesterday, whatever, is a silent day. I, I went up to Ubud to do the Balinese ceremony, the traditional parade. It's like Balinese New Year, and then we follow it by a day of silence. Everything's turned off. There's no driving, no nothing. And anyway, so on my way home from Ubud last night, I was involved in a hit and run. I think I was, by my injuries, like I have pretty severe butt force head trauma, my whole right side of my, like, I got hit, um, they couldn't find the helmet, the bike was really far from the road, Uh, they found me on the side of the road, and I'm just wondering, like, is like is this just a series of bad luck? Is this the island? Like, am I missing something, or like is uh, you know, I don't know. I just well, it could get, even like, be I'm astrological. Like, I mean, just because negative things happen or something, there are accidents. Some things happen. Sometimes, yeah, there's a wake up call or it is like pay attention in this area. Um, and sometimes it could even be the the person's astrology you can look and see you know what the transit is you know especially if something to the first house or sec, uh sixth house or what you know the mars in, being activated in my or somebody else's yeah or, well like, personally i mean it could be in the general astrology yeah. yes but you want to look at the personal transits like if if the you know like if there's a transit to the sixth house you want to you know, no, take care. If, if if Mars is there, you know, accidents or take care of the body, bones, health, start organizing. Things could get, you know, busier. If it's the first house, you know, especially if Mars is there. So if there's a, a depending on the transit to the first house, that can that can cause things like that. So I don't know. I'd have to look at your chart. But, okay, so you're still there. What do you – I feel this is all – for you, it's a lot about focusing, on what the and grounding, yeah, like what the, are those next steps that you want to do, right? 
Right. It's, it's, I mean, they were telling me last week, like, I need to be in the receptive mode, like, I need to be more in the receiving mode, and, like, that I needed to slow down, and I was doing too much for myself, and I needed to accept the help from others, so I'm like, is this just a force, because it's like, now I well, can't Well, now, now you have, have to accept to, the help. There's receptive mode, then. That's a good point, yeah. So, you know, like, it's there like you a go. force, so I'm like, is this just... Is this my lesson? Is there something else that I'm missing or what? Like, and Well, you just said my, it. Maybe my, if, it may, if it is about being more open, right, or receptive to help, being helped and having healing, there we go. Yeah, because I have, like, people literally have to physically help me now. I mean, they don't have okay, to. Okay, so that's forcing <laughs> you to be I'm receptive. Get... There we go. There we go. Yeah. So not having to do it all your own, not push things. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to know if you see anything. So because it was silent days, no traveling and all this, and we, I, I mean, I had a handful of people trying to fight to get me a ride because you're allowed to go to medical to get all the tests. Right. Because where I, went to the, where I went to the hospital, all they could do is triage. So then they brought me, like the police brought me all the way back down to Uluwatu, so to my house, so I could go to, so my local authority could take me, the hospital today well nobody could help me today nobody would help me today and people were from everywhere trying to get you know uh because i want to have these scans i've really suffered some pretty intense head injuries i want to know if you see anything i don't feel like i'm going to die from what happened but i want to know like i'm having some pretty intense um, internal well, I, pain and head pain. I want to know if you just if you see anything. Well, yeah, bruising. I don't know. No, I, I feel bruising. So yeah, you've got probably some internal bruising just as a sneak peek that I'm doing. So definitely, you know, this is so taking care of you, taking care of your body, right? Yeah. Opening to receive. So sometimes, again. It, it's not, I think I was telling one of the other callers, you know, that it's 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 not necessarily that we're doing something bad or wrong, but we need to do more of it. Or this is, this is a way of us being helped to do more of it, right? And accidents, yeah, I, mean, I mean, in this culture, in our earth plane, human, accidents and getting sick are, 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 way, are definitely a lot of times course corrections and ways of receiving, you know, opening up to receive more and getting, you know. Yeah. So now you just make it, make it more in your conscious effort that it's a, that for you to receive, that you're now in that phase of receiving more and getting more help. That's, and it may be slowing you down doing from doing the do. move too, right? It's slowing you down, like saying just figure this out where you are now and you know that's yeah. part of the grounding i i guess yeah i just for right now i'm like all i can feel like is a series of bad luck you know when they came and fixed the power that it uh, they didn't ground it right it zapped out my u.s phone my u.s sim my computer my tablet my everything my key everything so i i now am i'm super stuck so i cannot physically even get onto facebook uh, uh, get talk to people if they don't call me on the messaging app. Right. Um, so I'm a little, I'm like, what does this, you know, like, am I missing, have I missed something? 
like along the well, way? Well, maybe or? it's, I don't know, you know, that's a longer question, and I, I've got all the, you know, to really tune in and see. But, again, I've, I've, the, the grounding, the opening to receive, sometimes we do go through bad patch. I mean, I had one time someone, I was coming out of Whole Foods backing out, and somebody rammed into me. They were clearly in the wrong. We had witnesses that said they were in the wrong. They all, I'll test, I'll do this. So I call my insurance. It goes insurance, insurance, and then my insurance says, "Oh, it's going to be fifty-fifty, and you have to pay." And I'm like, "What?" Well, all of the all of the witnesses were good except one guy, which I kind of had a suspicion. I should not have taken his. He wiggled. He's like, "Well, maybe I didn't see it as clearly." And the, my insurance mm. company's like, well, that's why it's called an accident. I go, but I was already out of the parking space, and she backed, rammed into me. What could I do? It's like, okay, take one for the team. There was, there was nothing I could do. And it wasn't I did anything yeah. wrong. It's just every now and then something, things, we go through bad patches. We go through upswings, and we go through times where it's just, you know, I know people hate to hear this, but because otherwise the whole world would be egocentric. You know, not everything is a projection. Sometimes it's perception. Sometimes just we go through a bad time, a bad patch of things. It's what we do with it. What awareness does it bring up? And I think that's where you're at, yeah. really. What awareness, right? Like, yeah. I need this kind of people, this kind of environment. I need this structure stability well, exactly who's gonna yeah who's gonna who's, who's gonna really gonna up, be there for actually, you right and this exactly was a, this was a this was a feeling i was feeling day four like i felt like a little bit abandoned by people and i definitely think it is healing something along those lines but also i'm just like it's a bit overwhelming. Like oh, that. you know, listen, I had a really, really good friend, and when Yoshi died, and I, for a year and a half, I mean, I was sometimes only sleeping an hour, two hours a night, and this person just couldn't be there. They were just wiggled, wigged out. I mean, it was just an odd thing. They got all upset at me, and I'm like, oh, my God. But I was like, okay. I, I was in shell shock. My dog just died of 16 years almost, and I got all these juggle things I'm doing you know, in my life, and um, and you're, <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> this is like a shock, you know, <laughs> so. Um, you're like, yeah, this is, you're basically self-filtration system, right? Like, that's what I feel yeah, like. It's like, exactly, you really need exactly. to know. But yeah, I was just, I'm just, I'm fighting uh, mentally, though, because I'm like, I can't believe somebody hit me that hard and left me to die on the side of the road. Oh, um, so it's a Actually mental. Horrible. Uh, it's, yeah, that, it's a lot of getting out of a mental space of, of being like, but it, but it's still hard because I'm like someone, literally. Did that? Like they found me like an well, hour says, later. That really says lucky. more about them than you, right? Okay, so it's just that it's, says more. So yes. I'm like, what am I missing? The perception? Am I perceiving that, it wrong? Like, because I'm like, no, what was that my, says a lot about this point of attraction that this needed to happen you know i'm like wait what yeah that says a lot oh. about that person and what they'll they will live with so get all the nurturing all the care take this time just really to support yourself and um keep us posted call back in and chat with us okay thank you We're so much you. Ciao, ciao. all right big hug ciao, ciao. big hug okay we got another 
Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Angie. Hi, Angie. Welcome. Hi. Um, yeah, I, I've been wanting to call in, but I'm always like, I don't know how to ask any question. Like, I just blank out, which I normally don't. But um, <laughs> but I, I figure I could go into more, like, what's relevant, you know, the new moon in Aries, um, if there's any, you know, messages from my guides or anything for this kind of period of time, I really want to take advantage of that fiery energy. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what where it's aspecting you in the, your chart? Yeah. Um, it's in my seventh house. I have no planets in it, but I'm a Libra, so I'm on the other side. Oh, Libra rising. Okay. Okay. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Libra sun. Oh, Libra sun. Oh, but the, but yeah. the Aries, the, you have Aries and in your... Aries is on the other side of the chart, but it's not, you know, my sister sign. <laughs> what you're rising. You're, okay, but you're rising. Should Virgo. Be, if you have Aries and the descendant. Oh, you, you're doing oh, a no, different, I just ha- meant it was different on the house other side system. of the wheel. Yeah, no. Oh, but you don't I'm, know I'm what house? Rising. Okay. I'm a Virgo rising. In, um... But yet you have Aries in the seventh house. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or on Let the cut. look into it's in the seventh, but let's see. I'll look at the actual okay. list. Well, this new it's, moon, um, I, I mean, Virgo, Virgo ascendant, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I do Placidus, so whatever would be on this oh. ascendant would be the opposite. Yes, yeah, so it depends what house system you're using. So, got it. Your look for partnerships. And put and put energy into because the seventh house is coming above the horizon, so you may find yourself wanting to be more social, more act, activating energy of getting out of the house or doing things, or you know, like you called in today on this podcast, or meeting in groups or meeting with friends. That's the best way for you to anchor that energy is to start looking above the horizon. Like, how can I reach out more or put more out there in the world or in my life? You know, even if it's just getting out walking or driving or biking someplace just get out more um and so that activation can bring some new people in your life or a resurgence of people potential partnerships whether personal relationship friend or more on a perhaps business consulting or professional level that can that it's definitely activating Getting above it looks the horizon. like my descendant in Placidus is Pisces. Oh, that's interesting. So where? Okay, twenty nine so degrees. Going, yeah. How many degrees? Twenty nine. Okay. So then that's going to put the, the your Libra still in the. That's going to put your Libra in the first house then. Yes. Okay. Oh, we're talking about Aries. Okay, so that's um, and you said wait in the seventh. It would show Pisces. That's oh, what then that definitely would on the seventh is what you're saying. And then, then there would be uh, activating the eighth. Yeah. Where is there? Yeah. So again, what I feel with you intuitively, yes, if I look at the astrology, it's about the other. It's about getting out. It's about externalizing more. And even like I was saying saying to Zoe, the caller before, it could be also opening up to more support or people being more supportive, activating relationships that are deeper, kindred spirits, 
kindred soulmates. Mm-hmm. Not surface. You're you're not going to want to have like surface light chit chatty. Um, you're going to want to have even if you're out and about or socializing, you're going to want to have more of a deeper connection with the people that you're connecting with. Right. All right, Angie. Thanks for calling in. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're waiting for our guest. Let me see. Got one more caller. Time for one more call. Hi, you're on air. Hey, thank you for calling. My name is Tim calling from New York. How are you doing today? Who am I talking to? (laughs) Yep, I'm sorry. My name is Tim calling from New York. Okay, Tim, what's your question? Sure. My question is... um, I'm working on bringing some abundance in, some new things, like a job or uh, just multiple things. I was listening to what you were saying about doing different things. Uh, currently working from home, so I'm trying to get out the house a little bit during the day and uh, Good. setting intentions, trying to set intentions, asking my guides for assistance before I go to sleep and uh, hoping for some messages. Um, any tips or words of wisdom for you? Let's see, what does Tim need to focus on? Well, you definitely are coming into um, an activation period, and it's saying look at community, look at groups to network in, and also to have patience that you're building something new. You're either bridging from the old into the new, but there's this idea of both, I would say, bridging and building kind of happening at the same time. So, Make sure you're putting structure into what you want to do. Have a bit of patience, but also get out. Or network online, let people know what you're doing. Get with other people. So right now the biggest resource for you is going to be other people, people in your social network or social networks, I could say. Or even putting stuff on social networking sites also. LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah. Gotcha. Start that's okay. a way to start reaching people. Okay. Thanks okay. for calling in, Tim. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. It. Great to yeah. connect. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hang on. We got a great guest coming on. Um if you didn't get your question answered or you had something you wanted to share that you weren't able to in this time frame, um, call in next week. We'll be here again twelve PM Pacific time. Uh, so we have with us today Ash Johns, who's a psycho-spiritual life coach and ancestral healer and also the founder of Ancestral Healing Space. If you want to take a quick peek, you can go to ashleyjohns.com and uh, check out the website. Hi, you're on air. Hi, it's beautiful to be Hi. here. Oh, thank you. Okay, do you prefer Ash or Ashley? Ash is Ash. Ash, okay, cool. But the website is Ashley, no problem. Ashley Johns, <laughs> yeah. And let's just say it's because um, sometimes people like uh, it's already on the description uh, box for this episode. But let's uh, those that are listening, it's A S H L E Y Johns J O H N S dot com. So Ashley, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Are you kind of intrigued because you? Um, left this career in advertising and branding um, to start this retreat center. Um, so I want to talk about that, which is the ancestral healing space, and then also get into the healing of ancestral patterns. That really kind of piqued my interest, and I know a lot of people have been 
focusing on that. And so it's kind of great timing. A lot of people are asking, doing this kind of work, asking these kind of questions, and wanting to know more about that. So if you can school us a bit more, I would love it. Absolutely. So I, you know, it's really funny that you open that way because any person who is passionate about what they do and they've been doing it a long time, I think all of us masters or those who are lifelong students tend to get a little cringy when we're like, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about ancestors. Yes. And ancestors. Yes. And it does feel like it's blowing up, but I've been doing this my entire life and professionally for nearly 10 years now. And, um, you know, it's beautiful that so many people from across all different backgrounds, ethnicities, nationalities, race, gender, sexuality, all the things that we are all being called back to exploring our roots and where we belong and even looking at some of the things that's been lost over centuries and decades as we've moved across this planet and reincarnated in different ways. But also some of the patterns that we repeat, even though as children or teenagers or young adults, we said we wouldn't. And so that's what ancestral healing is for me and in my practice. I teach uh, spiritually called sensitive people, people who are change makers, people who are passionate um, entrepreneurs to see the, I like to call them unconscious blocks that are not just yours. They belong to your ancestors and they're things that we've done to survive and to, you know, continue moving across this planet, but it's no longer serving us. So it's a mm-hmm. journey of learning how to work with your ancestors, asking them to heal what they didn't do in their human life that is still playing a part in your own life. Mm. I totally get it about the cringy, um, but it is <laughs> a, it, it's, it's part of that awakening, you know, where people get it totally. and then, it, it, it's interesting. I, I saw this kind of starting around 2011 where a lot of stuff, and I get it because I would say the same thing. Oh, I've been doing this for so many years. Or I'm trained in and, you know, these people that just studied it, you know, are now coming on to it. Um, what I am finding, and I don't know if you're finding this, because I was a little worried. I thought, oh, my God, we're just going to have people that are doing things surfacely, and it's just, it's, for one, it's not going to work. But I do see a trend now where people are really wanting to do, for sure, do the deeper work and actually work with people that have either the training and or life experience, not just a year, two years, or three years, or even a weekend course in something or six months in something. So I don't know if you're seeing that, but I definitely do see that kind of um, turnaround where people are kind of, you know, I mean, it's like with anything. I'd rather go to the dentist or doctor that's been doing it for a while. You know, you're operating, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm both. open to both, but certain things I want someone with, you know, a little more training or expertise. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you: Are you working? What case of the individual uh, ancestral patterning, cultural, and do you? Does that cross over also for you with societal? Yeah, essentially or how does every yeah. we're experiencing in society has been created by ancestors, and we are also creating mm-hmm. on top of it. So it's really a journey of getting into the root of whatever's happening in society or whatever's happening in your life or whatever's happening in your relationships. Because as you know, I know that you're very well-versed in all of this work, that a lot of times yeah. you're operating only on 
the original, like our own playing field, what our own mindset or what we think we inherited in childhood. But if we really want to get down to the core of things, this is energies and patternings that's even deeper and beyond us. That's on this planet. It's in society. It's in collective conscious. So when we're working with the ancestors as well as working on ourselves and in community, we have an opportunity to dissolve what no longer serves and also create or invoke and remember things that do. And to your point or to your question, um, to go back and answer that, I'm seeing a little bit of both, you know. Those mm-hmm. who have platforms like you and have an audience like you, I get a deep sense that people are looking for answers and want to get into the deep work and are curious of, you know, they've worked on themselves, they've, they've healed, they've grown, they've created amazing things in their lives, and we don't discredit that at all. There's so many amazing methodologies. And then we do have this, you know, social media craze, people who are millennials yeah. and younger and else who it's, it's so it's about consumption. It's like quick, fast, and tell me an answer. And so I always lead with this, the work that I do and that I invite people to and we cross paths because it's the right time to explore this is because you do want to understand this on a slow burn. You are looking at the things that, you know, someone would say, oh, that's just a fear mechanism or, oh, that's just my inner child this or, oh, that's just my, um, my trauma response. And it's like, well, we can choose to have amazing tools and methodologies to help you cope with that fear or with that trauma response or with that rationale, understanding the circumstances of where it came from, or we can start working with the highest part of yourself and the ancestors that first invited that particular coping mechanism to survive and to protect in your energy field. Let's call them up and let them know it's no longer needed. Let's allow you to become in relationship with your ancestors for your highest good, for the reason you've been called to this world and in your lineage for a reason. So a lot of times mm-hmm. I tend to work with people who've always felt that they were the one in their family here to break a generational pattern. That's more than mm-hmm. just breaking the pattern of alcoholism or having the multi-six-figure business or becoming a millionaire or having a not divorcing. It's who you become and who you get to be for the first time in your life and maybe the first time in your lineage for a long time. That's the work yeah. that we do here. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, as you know, psychologically it's that generational transmission. It is transmitted, you know, and there's mm-hmm. even cellular and energetic memory on this. Um, it's even, you could say, passed on through osmosis, through a look, through That's- a feeling, through the energy, right? The energy of what those family members felt about a certain something. And we pick up on that, right? We pick up on that. We pick up on it. We carry it. It's our default operating system. And let's not forget that ancestors, just like great guides and angels and Jesus and any other ascended master, um, not that all ancestors are ascended masters, that's not what I mean, but Consciousness continues, and so when those mm-hmm. ancestors have crossed over or, you know, you're thinking of your grandmother in this positive way, and that could be true. I'm sure she deeply loved you, but if you're doing ancestor work and you're communicating with an ancestor, you're connecting with an ancestor who has that same reoccurring imprint or pattern or belief or energetic stagnation, it's going to keep manifesting in different ways, but in your life and in your offspring and in the people that you um, nurture into adulthood and into their humanhood. So this is what we mean about contacting and working with the ancestors of other sovereign beings, but who affect you and who are interested in your well-being and just haven't ever had someone yet 
because you're the called one. You're the one who's saying, actually, I want to get to the root of this. Actually, I'm yeah. courageous to look. Actually, I feel that I desire to have a different experience in my life, and I want to get down mm-hmm. to the root of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's touch on, because sometimes, I know I've seen in some of the work that I do, you that that is the way that people tap in. So sometimes they have to find a new way, right, oh, of having yeah. that right can you that connection that really um i know in my own personal work kind of shocked me and then made sense and then seeing it in other people sometimes subconsciously sometimes very consciously like this is how we connect this is our our way um yeah 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 i was a long, long time ago, all of us across this great planet had ways of accessing, and we still do, right? But I know that all of mm-hmm. us, in some way, shape, or form, had a way of honoring, and there was rites of passage, and there were different things that we did that the dead or when they were crossed over could give us wisdom and support us. And we've lost that for all the reasons, right? And so it is one methodology that I'm interested in and really um, carrying across the world and helping us to remember because I've had clients many times that were like, oh, my God, I've been working on this one thing. And because I took, I approached it in this way, I now understand it. I now have compassion for my mother. I'm no longer triggered in this way. I mother differently. Um, I treat my business differently because there was mothering weird energy in their business and mothering or whatever it might be. But uh, I have a great mentor of mine who said all of these are different energetic vortices. They're different energetic concepts that help us get back to what's true, and that is your soul's calling, your greatest desires, and love, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just find that over the years of being in different, many different modalities um, and living across the world, that doesn't matter who we are, every one of us or many people tend to have resistance to looking at their family unless they really need to and they're in family therapy or family constellation or doing inner child or reparenting work. But it's always like, I'm going to move forward. I don't, you know, I can be my own person without my family um, or always are getting very triggered by their family or even ashamed of their ancestors and where they come from. But where we come from is also part of who we are. So until we address that, we really aren't getting as far and becoming the people that we think that we are because there's a whole shadow of ourselves that we're turning away from. So I tend, I love that I hold this position of inspiring and guiding and supporting people to fully integrate and elevate their lineages through their life and for the legacy that you want to live and leave on this planet um, so that we're not shying away from where we come from but truly are proud of that and we've alchemized whatever needs to be alchemized from our history. Mm-hmm. Ash, what brought you to this? What was your kind of wake-up call, your first one, your awakening? How how did you get beeped onto this path? Oh, goodness. Well, there's, there's been many, as I know you know. I love how you ask that question. But the one that comes to mind, I remember being eight years old, and two things happened within that time frame, eight, nine years old. Um, one I saw a reoccurring pattern, an argument between my mother and my stepfather, right? And it was around money and it was around provision and it was around stability. And I was like, gosh, this is interesting that this keeps happening. I want to remember this so I don't repeat this pattern as an adult. And my money and my relationship to a man and my relationship to being a woman, like all of these different variables. And I'm an 80s baby. I'll I'll let you guys know that. So I kept all my notes in a Lisa Frank journal about my life. I wasn't writing about boys or my Christmas gift. I was was looking at my family dynamic. Wow. um, 
Yeah, and that same year I had a great uncle, my grandfather's uh, or my grandmother's brother, who passed away, but I saw him before he passed in person. And when I left, I had a dream of my ancestors coming through and telling me information that he was going to pass. And I never forgot that. And I ended up telling mm. my mother, this is the thing that I see that he's upset about. This is what's going to happen, Mom. I have this dream, and this is what I heard the voices telling me. And I've always had this gift of mediumship, even though I do not operate or work as a medium at all. But it was the beginning of ancestors coming through saying, this is not his problem. This is a reoccurring pattern in our whole lineage of this Mm. type of illness, this type of way of dying, of this type of unhappiness. And I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. And then the third moment that I really stepped into the work and and honored what was truly coming together was while working in Bali at Mm. a women's retreat. I'd have these women from all over the world come and visit me. And I remember doing, like, some energy sessions with them and just, like, some, you know, light coaching, guiding inspiration, let's sit down, let's come to your heart, you know. And as we were in a session with a woman, um, she had an ancestor come through, and she starts speaking to the ancestor herself. I don't have to interpret, and I still work this way. I don't interpret. And the ancestor was saying, the women keep having miscarriages in your family for this reason. This is the reason. And the woman had never told me, you know, that she was having issues mm-hmm. with conception things. And when we finished the session, she lifted her shirt up and showed me all the tattoos like eight or nine little beautiful cherry blossoms of the children who transitioned over and how the ancestor gave her her the medicine to break that pattern in her lineage and she was the one who was called and and agreed to in her incarnation and her conception to do that work and that's when I was like oh my goodness like we're doing you know this is the time when like NLP and like everyone was doing breath it was just coming on the scene and I was mm-hmm. like, gosh, I love the personal development work we're doing, but we're trying to do work that is beyond us. It's bigger than us, and that's why it's so hard and so heavy. And I started working with clients and saying, wow, when they call their, their ancestors in and they do this healing together and they do the medicine that's unique to you, your situation and your lineage, the ease and the love and the acceptance, like, it's just so much easier. It's, it's, you're doing a work as a family, and that just blew my mind. And I was like, all right, I can't, I can't hide this anymore. This is what it is. Because I was, like, saying it was different things. I'm like, oh, we'll just use some energy and see if you get any messages. You know, I was kind of keeping it light because I was afraid. Um, right. But, yeah, I just had to, I had to own what this work actually is. So just, just three little moments of my awakening and have to trust what, what I'm called to do. Yeah. And what helped you trust it? And, and after trusting, what was the next step when you kind of finally oh. said, okay, I'm going to trust myself? Yeah. That was the easy part. I had already had people coming to me. <laughs> so I'm a bit of uh, a bright one, so I would constantly have people coming to me asking questions and being like, wow, you, I feel like you, you really delivered that. You really got that message right on, Ash. And I was like, all right. Well, so that, that was actually the follow-through and, and the evolution of the business happened easily, especially because I have a background in marketing and advertising and branding and had a passion for taking what I did as a, as a career in New York and in L.A. and Chicago and helping entrepreneurs. Like when I left my advertising career, that's the first thing that I did. And then it, I started seeing different entrepreneurs' patterns and how they were blocking their growth and sabotaging their relationship with their employees and how they would be successful in business but terrible in their relationships or how they were so in control and it made them successful but it made them very harsh and 
um, closed off to receiving love, and, and it just evolved from there. Um, there was no major strategy. It's just alignment to my calling, yeah. Mm, I love that, alignment to the calling. It's so interesting, too, because I feel like when we do connect into our, not just our own ancestral lineage, or if you want to use a psychological term, generational transmission, the culture, the society, all of that. Um, in fact, I talked about this the other day on my podcast that, you know, we are these archetypal images. That, that We have these archetypal stamps, you know, as, as humans, as a societal level, you know, from civilizations before. And unless those are looked at um, and worked through in some kind of processing, um, you know, usually something subconscious or working with the energetics of the that particular patterning, it's so strong. And because it's reinforced for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, these mm. templates, if you will, right? Right, right. So that's basically the truth. So we can look at this, again, so many different concepts. We can look at polarity concepts. We can look at you know, New Age and Placidious and other, you know, worldly things. There's so many different concepts of our experience on this planet. Um, but as it relates to generational transmissions and generational patterns and working with the ancestors directly, what makes it not heavy, because it's true, I, I think it's so interesting. I was on another podcast and they said, I bet your clients are really overwhelmed in this work. And I was like, actually, not at all. They're so surprised of how graceful it is and how much compassion and love and ease and how quickly things shift in their life because you're essentially, you know, instead of moving a, one couch on your own, you're calling everyone in the neighborhood to lift it all together. And that's the experience. Right. You're for the ancestors to say this archetypal behavior, this survival pattern, this subpersonality that we've developed and we've celebrated it, this resilience pattern or this smart woman pattern or this, like, I'm a provider and a protector and all these different archetypal behaviors, is it actually serving us from my calling and where we want the lineage to go moving forward, mm-hmm. number one? And two, it's not just about me. And I know we've seen this even from a genetic and like purely biological scientific perspective that you can heal something and repattern something in your physical body and energetic field, but if it doesn't carry through in your lineage, it can skip you and go straight to your children or your children's children. Like personally, exactly. I've myself, yeah, I've healed myself of being asthmatic. Uh, everyone else in my family had been asthmatic. I'm pretty sure my children will not be asthmatic, right? Because I've been mm-hmm. working on this in my own body and also in our energy field. Mm-hmm. So this is the reason why I love the work so much because things that psychologically you just couldn't get over, particularly uh, patterns of abuse or harm or abandonment, when you actually look at the whole picture with your ancestors, you can forgive, you can accept, you can release yourself, and your ancestors are doing their part in what was not healed and has been transmuting down the lineage through you. Like, they have to do their work. You don't do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and the thing is, is if you're doing the ancestral work, it does change the societal. That's what I was getting at. It does, yeah, it does change. In fact, that's the only way. You can't change the... You know, it's like the individual changes, which changes the person next to them, the family, the group, you know, on and on. So using the individual to get in as a kind of a portal into the ancestral 
pattern clearing or reimagining, reconfiguration, recalibration. I mean, there's so many techniques that go into that, right? But th- to me, that's what excites me. That it, it so it is. That's how our society will transform. I believe it. I truly do. I've had clients came in and they were estranged from family members, weren't talking to family members. Family members don't even believe in this work and they didn't need to tell them, you know, and then within our Mm. time of working together, they're getting quote unquote random (laughs) messages and calls to reconcile, apologizing, having a change of heart. And they were just so tickled and so shocked. They're like, I, I'm not seeing any other work so I can only access this to this work. And I was like, that's so generous of you. I'm sure you put other work before this, but I do know it has a ripple effect in our families and our lives and collectively in society and in our, our cultures, absolutely. Yeah. Love that ripple effect. So now, mm-hmm. Ash, what were you before this, what were you doing, and does that carry over? To what? I know. I also, when I was reading it, that did show that you also do work with um, businesses or individuals with their business, because you came from an advertising background. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you? Is that woven in? Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many different ways in. I I have to admit that I'm truly a guide. I'm less of a coach, even though I have all my credentials. I say that Mm -hmm. because it's always choose your own adventure, you know. I, I'm, I'm never cookie-cuttering like, okay, now we're going to work on your business. But sometimes clients come to me saying they're, they ha- they never feel like they're at home, you know, or they mm-hmm. have plateaued in their um, revenue for the year and they just keep repeating that same revenue plateau no matter how many business coaches and what they do. It just seems whatever, you know. Or mm-hmm. they've lost their way and they're uninspired in their businesses. And so because of my background and what I know, having worked with so many people, is oftentimes we find our, we lose our way on our path because we've just gotten swept away in, in, in the waves. You know, we're like, oh, this is what sells or this is what's expected to me or this is what yeah. the trends are in the world, you know. And so I, a lot of times when we're doing some ancestral healing work, the ancestors will reveal what truly is the, I call it the ancestral gift or the ancestral blessing um, that that person needs to reclaim. And a lot of times when they do that, coupled with their own soul calling and talents that they loved coming into this world as a child, that is their moneymaker, you know. Their mm-hmm. pattern with generational wealth is rooted in this ancestral wound, but it's also connected to departing what ancestral gifts you guys are called to, to offer the world. And so being able to reclaim those gifts and start to embody them and, and do that in a modern way, even though you're working with ancient wisdom and knowing, usually clears up people's money issues. And so, you know, when I first got into the work, I was attracting a lot of people who were interested in business. But as we got into clarifying their message or getting clear on their offers or revamping their portfolio or their pipeline or their products, um, it would be a deeper personal pattern, um, a Mm -hmm. limiting belief, but also an ancestral imprint that was protecting them, but was stopping them from really showing up in the work that they're really called to do. And so we had to get into the personal work and then into the ancestral work before we came back into rebuilding the business. So Mm -hmm. because I've witnessed that pattern so many times, I've just let ancestral healing be the main door. Um, Mm, You know, people will 
yeah, people will always tell me when they first do their consultation, like, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I desire to change. This is what the pattern I think it is and what I want to feel and see differently in my life and has an impact on my family. And I'm like, okay, I have an interest that it's going to be some business stuff down the line or some relationship stuff or some sensuality stuff or some mothering and parenting stuff. Like, that's great. But we still get into the lineage work first and then bring it forward into your day life. Okay. So we do have a question. Um, and by the way, people, callers, the last few minutes, if you have a question, you can press one on your keypad that's relevant to what we're talking about now. And we have a question in the chat from Joy Fun Happiness. Uh, how do we separate picking up ancestors' energy or loyalty to their beliefs? Good question. Oh, I love that question. Incredible right? question. Thank you. Yeah. So I will give a caveat, uh, a couple of things, a couple of ways I'll answer this. But the first caveat is I tend to not work or train newbies. And what do I mean by that? That's not to be disrespectful or condescending. It's that the people who are ready for this work, and again, it's not hard, but it's nuanced to it. You already have to be connected mm-hmm. to your You already have to be interested in being guided back into your body. You already have to be aware of what it feels like when you're meditating with yourself, what your intuition says, what your gut instincts. Like you need those skills. You have to have already come into yourself first, right? And if you haven't, I spend a good beginning of our time working together um, teaching that to you and helping you feel that because you do need to have felt sense. My hope at the end of anyone doing ancestral healing work is that you trust yourself to continue this work on your own because it truly is a lifestyle. It truly is a calling. If you're called to this work, you're the one who said you would pick up the baton and do this and also step into Mm -hmm. this role of being the pattern breaker, of being the face of your lineage in a new way. And so that's number one. Like, you know, do your somatic therapy work. Keep going to regular therapy. Do your energy clearings. Look look at your astrology. Do you know yourself enough to be like, okay, I'm going to hold my own when I go into this work. And a good test of that is also how you hold your own energy in your own persona when you're around your living family, you know? If you disagree, mm. can you be amicable? Is that, have you practiced that? Not that we're perfect, but have you practiced that? Are you aware of your difference and you're okay with that in your family and you want to step deeper in that world because that's a good indicator. And then um, the third thing I'll say about this is our first few sessions, or even if we're doing this work in my group, which is called Ancestral Healing Space Membership, it's a membership group, um, when we come together, the first few sessions when we're, you're being guided and I'm working with you and teaching, it really is helping you to differentiate your energy body with your ancestors. And sometimes, this is actually a little exercise I'll share with you all right now to do, when you're experiencing something in your life and you see it as a pattern or a block, quote unquote, um, ask yourself how much of this is mine and how much is it ancestral and how much is it collective? It's a very, very simple exercise, but if you tune into yourself, tune into the fear or the shame or the guilt or the pain body you're experiencing, if you really just drop in and ask yourself, how much of this is my responsibility, how much is it me just picking up on the collective, and how much of it is actually ancestral, and they need to, I need to give it back to them to, to deal with it, you'll get a good answer. Um, and so that's the work that we're doing and learning in the very beginning of this work so you can hold your ground as you work with ancestors. I guide and teach you how to select the best ancestral guides to work with so you know who's a good guide and who's a guide who's just like, oh, my God, hi, I want to talk to you. I'm so glad you're here. Like, 
oh, this is wonderful, you know, because they can be that way. Um, and, yeah, how to actually transmute what needs to be transmuted in your lineage and in your energy field. Mm. Thank you for that. Joy, fun, happiness. Thank you. Thank you for that too, Ash. Let's see if we have any other. I like that. The royal. And I do agree with you. It's about doing, quote, unquote, all of it. You find the right mix for you. I, I believe try a lot of different things. And then you find your repertoire. Um, because one time one thing really works, one time not so much, or you need to do something in conjunction with. Or we have those tools that we know, oh, I'm going through this patch or this keeps coming up. Maybe I should get a session in this or maybe I should read this or listen to this. You know, I think I think people that have been on the path for a while kind of know that, you know, and don't take it like, oh, something's wrong with me or I'm less conscious. They just know that this is part of being conscious on a path. Absolutely. It's, um, I, I always refer to this as, um, I love that you said that, Michelle. I think of this as like the toolbox, you know, like... <laughs> There's so many different Allen wrenches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, I love that. Yes, Ash, exactly. You don't just have one. What else? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. So if people could get that, because I think sometimes what stops a lot of people is like, oh, well, I, I already did that, right? That shouldn't be bothering me anymore. Or I looked yeah. at, you know, and it's like, well, it's coming up. So just you know, not always a reflection on us. It's like, well, a different tool is needed or go back to that same tool and, re, you know, retighten yeah. up here, re- loosen here. Yeah. And what I love about that, too, is, um, you know, we're on an evolution, evolutionary uh, journey here. And so it's spiralic in nature. And I think we all know that. And so we're elevating and we're being confronted with things in a totally different way and a totally different direction. It could be just a new growth, you know, that you get to approach in another way. So, yeah, there's never yeah. I'm all for the opportunity for us to accept and release, accept what we're experiencing, and there's nothing wrong with it, and I get to change my experience again and again. And I know that sounds exhausting, but that's truly the beauty of the no. human experience, yeah. in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. I think once people embrace that, it's like, I always tell people, do you just brush your teeth once and never, or you don't shower anymore, or you don't get a massage, or bat, or you don't put oil in the car, you don't, you know, it's like, we're the same way, we, there's this, so embrace it and love it. Um, yeah. So Ash, just let us know what's going on, best way people can connect with you if they want more information, and um, I love what you've shared today, it's been really insightful. Thank you, and thank you for having me. So, yeah, I totally in, in, um, invite and I'm open to receive invitations to connect. You can um, email my team directly if you have any specific questions at info at ashleyjohns.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y-J-O-H-N-S.com. Feel free to visit our website. And we have an incredible welcome sequence when you get on my email list. And there's a bunch of freebies all over the website. So just get anything for free and you'll get the welcome sequence. But it teaches you the first things you need to know about ancestral healing. Um, So if that interests you, it's the perfect little um, free teaching on, on getting you into the work. 
And then uh, starting April 1st, we do have um, open doors for Ancestral Healing Space membership. And so that's where you get to come together in a small group where I teach, I guide, you can ask all the questions and you connect with your ancestors yourself. And it's a very um, accessible, communal, fun, inspirational, just real space to hang out. And I'm really, really proud to offer it. Um, So if you're interested in that, please be in touch. We'd love to have you. Very cool. And, of course, those of you that are listening, there's always the um, this info in the description box uh, for the episode. All right, Ash, thanks for being here. Come back any time, and I really have loved uh, this conversation with you. Thank you, Michelle. Many blessings to you, and may everyone have a courageous and compassion-filled day. Have a great one. Beautiful. Many blessings. Bye. Bye. Ooh, what a nice, nice connection there in conversation. Um, Ash Johns we were talking to at ashleyjohns.com. Like I said earlier, all the all the uh, deets are in the description box of the episode and um, below. So you can uh, find out more information. All right, everyone. Uh, it's really great to connect with all of you. Thank all of you that co-created this episode and that uh, showed up in the chat, online, uh, on the phone. If you are new, we'll be here next Wednesday again. You can find out, again, more information in the episode description. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?